Well, good day to you. Welcome, internet friends. My name is Jason, and uh, I'm joined by my friend Jeremy all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. We are the uh, the the broadcasting duo that brings you week to week Parks and Conversation, which is a weekly rewatch of Parks and Recreation. And uh, this has been I, I, I've been really enjoying this this journey that we've been on as we have been rewatching these. And uh, it's been fun most of the time uh, when I watch these with my children. Um, this episode today, I did not watch with my children. They've oh. never seen this episode. Um, it's uh, season two, episode 11, Tom's Divorce. And the main reason that they have not been allowed to watch this because I do not want them to know about green card marriages. Yeah. It's a sad, I mean, on a very special Parks and Conversation, we talk about green card marriages and its implications and how it destroys yeah. uh, fake families. So many implications. So, um, so the synopsis of this episode is uh, Tom, uh, Leslie finds out that Tom and his wife, Wendy, are getting a divorce. And so she tries to make him happy. Plot B is Andy wants to win Anne back. And he decides to do this by literally trying to win her back through mm -hmm. a pool with Mark. So that's the story, the gist, the main thing. So um, let's talk about the cold open because I find the cold open to be thoroughly brilliant and arguably my favorite part of this episode. So they uh, it opens up with uh, Ron going to Leslie to say, listen, I I need you to go renew our license for the park van because uh, if you don't, you're going to get a fine. They're going to talk to me and you and I can't do it because I don't want to. Right. Which is one of my favorite Ronisms. Like, I can't do it because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and Leslie is resistant. This is the first time that we've ever seen Leslie resistant to anything involving local government. Um, and the reason is because. The fourth floor of Pawnee City Hall is a depressing hellscape. Is that a good summation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I want to, I mean, I want a whole entire show just about Pawnee's fourth floor. I think it'd be amazing. This city hall contains many spinoffs. Yeah. If we had Andy the Shoeshinist, mm -hmm. if we had the fourth floor, which could be even like, a divorce court situation or like night court. Yeah. Cause night court always had a bizarre cast of characters coming through as the, uh, you know, criminals. Well, yeah. So, and the, the fourth floor had the DMV divorce filing and the probation officers offices. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like right there, you've got three, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect storm. So maybe if they don't have the rights to night court, they can just call it day court or yeah. court. Yeah. Fourth court. And, and later they will have a court show. That is done in Pawnee. Mm -hmm. um, that is really good. And our family, we just finished watching through uh, Parks and Rec. And uh, they, uh, the last season with uh, the court show, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, we laughed so hard. And I don't want to spoil it now in case people haven't seen it yet. So, well, spoilers. So, it's funny. It's funny. I lost my judge hammer. <laughs> well, um, and again, and again, this just points out like, why, why does Pawnee City Hall have so many floors? Like, again, fourth, yes. Fourth floor. So ridiculous. And is this, that, is this the top at floor? Least this... many we know. Right. There could be more. Do you, did you ever read uh, 
Louis Sekar's uh, Sideways School. Oh, from Wayside School high? is falling down. Yeah. Yeah. Where instead of building the school uh, horizontally, they built it vertically. So every mm-hmm. level is its own classroom. Yeah. Yeah. That Maybe that's the whole Pawnee City Hall design scape. Everything's like, in there. Yeah. Just all straight up. So those, those are good books, by the way. If you haven't read those to your children, if you're an adult and you're looking for good reading, uh, they're still good. So. So Leslie goes up there and she gives a little a, a, like overview of what's going on on the floor and why it's so terrible. Um, you know, you've got the, the divorce court, you've got, like you said, the parole office, you've got the DMV. And uh, and so it's just terrible. And so when, as soon as she goes up there and the elevator door opens, everything is in a different color hue, like the lights are green. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and and flickering slightly. Yes. So it looks like she's stepping into Saw. Yeah. Like, like a terrible, terrible, like horror movie. And the guy right off the elevator is like, hey, are you looking for urine? I got clean urine. I also buy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, gross. Um, and then she looks down the hall and she sees Tom and Wendy and Wendy coming out of divorce court. And uh, and she realizes things are not good in the Haverford home. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, one of the things she said is before she went up there, I should have said this was they tried to brighten it up by serving popcorn and they put the wrong kind of oil in and a bunch of people had to have their throats removed. Um, and so right before the credits, uh, she's realizing things are bad in the Haverford home and a man comes up to her offering her popcorn and she freaks out. And I looked up in the, the cast yeah, um, I did too. Richard Dunn. <laughs> Richard Dunn. And his character <laughs> name is 110-year-old man. <laughs> what what made you do that? I was just scrolling and I like on IMDB just to right. see like um because the I was wondering what what else Wendy has done. Uh because she's in a bunch of stuff, but like is she ever like a like lead in anything? I and mean, I yeah. didn't really see anything where she's like consistent but i don't know uh, yeah, i just did I, a quick scroll and i saw that the the urine buyer seller guy is is dr graham in agents of shield oh yes all right yeah, yeah it's all coming together there you go all coming together so um yeah so that that cold open was fantastic yeah and even even the like the filming like the way that they were like shoot there's a lot of quick edits and it went super shaky handheld for that time, mm-hmm. they, they totally made it feel so much like a horror, like wide angle lenses up close, the really, you know, interesting characters. It was, yeah, really well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just is a totally different feel than normal Parks and Rec. So I loved it. Um, so if then after... Somehow, I was going to say, if you could somehow tie in the library with those people, perfect. Perfect show. Oh, man. If the library drop box was on the fourth floor... <laughs> Like you had to go up to the fourth floor of City Hall to return your library books. I need to renew my license and drop off sideways school. Okay. Yeah. That's another really ridiculous thing about Pawnee. Okay. They have a library department. Like here in our region, like our counties, you know, Snohomish County, our library system is Snohomish and Island County. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't have our own multi-branch library in one city in all of all of Snohomish County, right? Whereas Pawnee has its own library department and 
They have multiple branches. They're not that big of a city. They can't be. So it drives me nuts. Like Seattle has multiple branches, but it's a big city. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, things that bother me. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I can keep going on with this it's show. A, it's okay. This is why we do it. So we can process it and move on and get to the good parts. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of good parts, um, they uh, credits come back. Leslie's trying to get everybody on board with a uh, effort to cheer up Tom. Because, uh, you know, she is hinting at the fact that she knows that he's not doing well. She asks him the direct question, how are you doing generally in your institutions that you're a part of? <laughs> Tom's like, oh, you heard about my divorce. Yeah. So t- Tom, the only person who knows that Tom's wedding or marriage is a green card marriage is Ron. And so he needs to, you know, go along with Leslie's sadness, uh, sadness parade, um, because, you know, he doesn't want to get in trouble because they could still get in trouble, even though they're now divorced. Right. And so. um, And more importantly, like Leslie, once again, like won't accept like this isn't how this isn't how I would react. So therefore, you you must be sadder. Like we got to we got to get you out of your funk. And Tom's like, no, I'm okay. Because he knew it was a sham. And, and up to this point, I actually think he is. He's like, meh, you know, he's okay with it up until this point. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a moment where I think he does get sad. Uh-huh. Um, oh, absolutely. That it's like, yeah, that is coming. But um, so Leslie says, all right, everybody, let's all cheer Tom up. Let's go wherever he wants to go. And Tom's first suggestion is a strip club. And Leslie's like, no. And then Jerry comes up with the great idea. Uh, to go to Jurassic Fork, which is a dinosaur-themed restaurant, um, and uh, like so, like rain, like Rainforest Cafe and Chuck E. Cheese with dinosaurs, right? And pool, um, <laughs> and pool, <laughs> which is okay. Uh, so they all go and meet Tom uh, at Jurassic Fork, and I, I do appreciate Anne's whole plot line at, at the dinner it, because. She is very clearly not wanting to split the tab with everybody. And so being as upfront as possible, like I am not drinking anything. I'm just having water. And then also uh, later asking, hey, why don't you give me the bill? I'll divide it up for everybody. Uh, She wants to be in control so she doesn't have to split the bill because Tom is like they're saying, Tom, order whatever you want. And so he's getting a whole bunch of wine, a whole bunch of desserts and appetizers. And it's just getting more and more expensive. Um, and so I appreciated that part of Anne's story in, in this episode. Yeah, it was uh, like, because it, I feel the same way. <laughs> right. Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah, it was like, like the, I don't want to pay for your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Not even half of your beer. Like, I don't want to pay for any of it. Yeah, you didn't even offer me a taste, you know, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so it's like um, the, whole, the whole scene in Mystery Men where, where he says, you know, once again, the, the steak eater picks the pocket of the salad eater every time. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved uh, how delighted Jerry is at this restaurant. <laughs> at one point, he says, we've been going here three times a week for the past 15 years. Nobody bats an eye. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that good. And as the guy, as the server is going through the, the whole spiel, he's mouthing all the words. Right. All <laughs> the terrible, like, all the terrible puns. Yes. So good. Um, this is my second favorite part of this episode. So the first part is fourth floor. Second favorite part is Jurassic Fork. Um, and as they're ordering all this stuff, it's dinosaur 
puns and Leslie orders a steak and uh, he asks, how would you like it cooked? And her response is medium roar. And he's like, legally, we can't make puns about the temperature of the food. And just her face <laughs> as she turns to everyone and goes, you saw that, right? That was good. That was good. And <laughs> yeah, every, like, this is a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, so uh, Andy, you know, at this point sees that they have a pool table here. And so he wants to, uh, you know, win and back in his master plan by being a pool hustler. Uh, and so he tries to get Mark to play in a, in a, a friendly game of pool, put some money on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so they do that. And so the first bet is $25 and then Andy's like double or nothing. And, uh, so his first step was get the guy to play pool with you. Second step is lose to him to make you think you're not very good. And Andy said the second step is actually really easy because Mark is really good at pool. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's breaking the fourth wall. He's like talking to the documentary crew, talking about how like I'm going to teach you how to hustle at pool. Right. Yeah. So it's a great, uh, great Andy moment because he, he thinks he's got it all together. Sure. He, um, he understands the concept of it. The one thing he forgot is that he's not good at pool. Right. He's not going to be very good. And as it continues to go down the line, he, ends up uh, owing Mark $64,000, yeah. <laughs> um, which means that he lost nine games at double or nothing over and over again. So oh, you did the math. I looked it up. Okay. So I, I had, I'd, no, it's, there's no it's way like, I would. It's like using a calculator. Googling it is like using a calculator for math. It's, it's the same thing. You know, what is awesome is how you can just talk to your phone. Now you don't even have to enter the number into the calculator. Like, I don't know the formula for find the area of this, right? Mm -hmm. Your phone can do that. Just holding, like having the lady in the tube or the lady in your phone, just tell you what to do. It's great. Yeah. Technology. My teachers were so wrong. You're not going to have a calculator everywhere you go. Yeah, I am. I'm going to have more than a calculator everywhere I go. I'm going to also have all the encyclopedias, all of them. Yeah. I'm going to have the actual math teacher in my pocket. Yes. And you know, I'm not going to pay attention in typing class because I'm just going to speak to text and you're going to just have to deal with it. All the typos and no punctuation and robots are going to steal my job. So, oh, too far. Wait a second. That, that got dark. <laughs> so, yeah. so then Leslie, Leslie starts asking people to say one nice thing about Tom and they go, they do this like round table <laughs> <Right>. situation. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> and the first one's Jerry and he says, I want your body. <laughs> And then he explains it like in a nice way. He's like, no, like you're, you're, you're fit. Like you can eat whatever you want. I'm really jealous. Cause Jerry's kind of a bigger guy. And even after explaining it, Leslie's like, well, that was weird, Jerry. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I love April's response too. It was like in his, in your basement. Like I want your body, but what, like in your basement. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and, uh, who else said something? I was making breakfast while watching this, so I didn't take very good notes. So I'll just tell you the, the straight up truth. Also, because this is one of my least favorite episodes. So I was okay. trying to just get through it. Now we're getting, um, now we're getting right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Donna, Donna calls him uh, her little prince and he just yes. wants to dress him up in a cape and fly him around, which I don't even know what that means. Even Tom's like, thanks, Donna. Uh, um, yeah. But it seems like the way they set up their relationship in the future, mm -hmm. you know, like Tom, we should not be surprised by this because I like treat yourself. Right. You know, like, which is coming up, like they've been doing that for years. 
by the time we're actually introduced to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it seems like Tom should know that Donna really likes him and like yeah. thinks of it as his little print, her little prince. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm lost again. Oh, it's okay. So that, yeah. So then we go back to the pool and uh, he's up uh, $64,000 and he's like, well, let's make one more. He's like, you don't have anything I want. And he's like, and uh, Mark says, you don't have anything I want. And Andy says, uh, I have a T-shirt that I tackled Eddie Veteran that's priceless. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, I am. I've How never much t- would you pay for a shirt that somebody else tackled Eddie Veteran? Zero dollars. That is priceless. That is. Yeah, that is not a price. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I've always had a thing like if, if I ever saw somebody famous, I don't I don't think I would bother them. <laughs> Cause I don't, I wouldn't want to be bothered. Well, I don't want to be bothered in general. So I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, like, like people say, Oh, Dave Matthews is around Seattle sometimes. And you see Eddie Vedder and stuff like that. And it's like, I, you know, he lives over here. I don't, I don't care. This is just a person trying to do their thing. Yeah. People got to live where they got to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so the bet, the bet goes up and now, uh, Andy is basically, it's like, well, um, Mark's like, okay, if you want to bet something, if I win, then you don't owe me $64,000, but you got to stop bothering Ann and I. And <laughs> Andy says, well, that's not a very fair bet. If I win, then I get Ann. And, he, and so Mark does his air quotes. is like, okay, if you win, you quote, get Ann. And so they play one last round of pool. Yeah. And just let's follow that thread because Mark is on the path to victory. Oh, yeah. And uh, he scratches the on the eight ball. So he loses. So Andy is like, yes, <laughs> I get Anne. And he, he's victorious after all of his failure all night. He finally is like, I won, not because he's good at pool, but because Mark failed at one part of pool. Um, and so, yeah, yeah Andy, so this, Andy, Andy didn't win. Mark lost. Right. Yeah. So sometimes things just come up, Andy. Um, but ultimately, he doesn't uh, get Anne. So, well, yeah, because that's not a thing, right? It's not how you should handle any relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So the uh, the this whole effort of cheering up Tom at Jurassic Fork is not working. Uh, and Mark, uh, not Mark, Ron actually, you know, tells him, "Hey, man, you're doing a good job pretending to be sad," and he's on the he's trying really hard to encourage Tom. Uh, in his sadness, um, at this point, is it this point where he asks, Hey, you know, after the fake dust settles on your yeah. fake relationship, uh, would it be okay if I ask Wendy out? Yeah. And this is where the Tom sadness factor goes way up. Yeah. Because now it becomes like, real. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of the challenges with Tom. Does he actually like Wendy mm-hmm. or does he just not want somebody else to have a relationship with her? I think it might be both because he was so proud. Like the one thing that he always said about her is like, Hey, check her out. This is my, this is my wife, Wendy. Look how hot she is. Like, it's not even that he liked, like he might actually like her, but it was, it was always for superficial reasons. She's a doctor. She's super good looking, blah, blah, blah. And now he's faced with this, like, Oh, somebody else is interested in her. Wait, maybe I actually, actually like her because later, uh, Leslie, when he, you know, later he confesses to Leslie about the whole thing. And he's like, do you like your wife? Does your wife know you like her? 
you know, kind of thing. So <laughs> right. you know, it was like a joke, but it was also the truth. Like, I don't, he might not have ever realized that he actually did like her. So I right. think it's a bit of both. And now that Ron is in the picture, he's like, well, I can't compete with Ron and his whole world kind of, that's, that's when it gets really, really like real. Cause I don't think he really even realized it and was like, nah, I knew it was only a matter of time anyway. So yeah, now he's depressed. Yeah. And now he wants to go to the, the glitter factory, the glitter factory. Who has Which like is, absurdly large glitter. That's not even glitter. Those are like streamers or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't spend a lot of time with glitter in general, but what I have experienced with glitter is the uh the glitter dust. You know, for art and stuff. Oh yeah, for Little sure. Crafts. Like like that stuff. Like I don't understand why they would have the glitter in the glitter cannon that they, they used, but um yeah so leslie and and everybody like they all go to the glitter factory um trying to make tom less sad except for donna and april because donna can't go back (laughs) right because she's got some kind of grudge with um the lady like you can keep the microwave um but uh yeah so donna can't go back so she takes april home because april's underage um and so the uh, the crew goes to uh the glitter factory and leslie's like i'm a feminist like i'm strong this is great and she's like instantly confronted with the sadness of the whole situation like it's sure. not good um and uh mark not mark ron i keep calling ron mark uh but ron is like i don't like strip clubs at all uh uh but then he sees a breakfast breakfast buffet and he's like, this is a great breakfast buffet. And so that's like the reason he's hanging out. One of my um, favorite Ron lines, though, is like, I, I prefer a good hearty uh, salt of the earth woman. Your Steffi Graf, your Cheryl Swoopses. Yeah, people at the top of their their game. Yeah. <laughs> but just so, Swoopses, I thought was Swoopses. really good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, so, you know, none of this whole strip club thing is working for Tom either. He's still sad. Like this is not a uh, a good experience for him, um, because you know he he would rather not be getting divorced, but he also would rather not have Ron ever ask out Wendy. And so finally, uh, Leslie's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he's like, "Look, this whole relationship with Wendy it was a green card marriage, um, but I can't, you know, I can't tell anybody because we can still get in trouble." Um, and this is where Leslie says, Oh, you really like your wife. Does your wife know you like your wife? Um, so yeah. So Tom is, uh, you know, drinking and like burying his sorrows and all of that. And, uh, and this is all happening at the saddest place on earth, the glitter factory. But right, right when he confesses and then a glitter bomb goes off and I thought it was really like, so there's streamers and glitter falling from the ceiling and again, super sad. But then Ron's over there using his jacket to cover his buffet food. Right. Like he's hunched over to, I just thought that was a great visual joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. After, after. Yeah. They yeah, take Tom, Tom to Wendy's. Right. Tom passes out and Ron picks him up and carries him to, to carries him home and they bring him home to Wendy. And Wendy has already invited uh, another person over. So she's already started dating somebody. Um, and Leslie is just totally like shocked. And the man that Wendy has invited over is like, she's like, this is my husband. And and the guy's like, who, the, who's he carrying? No, that's my husband's boss being carried. My husband is being carried by his boss. 
<laughs> so, and at this point you see the back of Ron's head too. Like he's, uh, still got a shaved head back there from when he got yeah, shot slowly, in the head. Slowly, slowly growing in. Right. Um, but he's like, where do you want me to leave this? <laughs> Talking about Tom. Um, and, uh, and so after the, the drop off, then, uh, Leslie realizes like she's, um, you know, this is sad and Tom's going to be sad, but she can't fix it. And I think that's one of the frustrations that Leslie has. Like I can't fix other people's emotions, Mm -hmm. which I think is the biggest part of this like character arc for Leslie at this point. Like she, she wants to manage everybody and how they feel, but she can't. And so it's important for her to realize that and learn these things. Um, and I'm glad the glitter factory was able to help her learn that. Yeah. I mean, so other than a buffet, maybe it's useful for that. I don't know. To confront human sadness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, like a Greek tragedy. Sometimes you have to see like true disparity in order to appreciate what you have. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, like in the sandlot. Um, (laughs) yes. I, I love that movie. I, it has nothing to do with tragedy. I just wanted to say something that was not tragic. Um, but the, uh, nailed it, nailed it. Totally nailed it. One of the things that we missed, uh, referencing earlier was that, uh, Leslie first tried to cheer Tom up by having a, uh, a telegram, a, a singing telegram, in a with a man in a horse costume come in, uh, singing about, uh, Tom's divorce, uh, dressed as a horse. Uh, and then later at the end of the episode, Leslie, you know, she says she's ashamed of Ron for wanting to move in on Wendy. And like, she's like, I can't believe you would do this to some, to our friend, our coworker. Um, and then she says she's ashamed of being his deputy. And, um, at the end of the episode, she realizes like, you know, Tom, Tom and Wendy made their decisions. Ron's going to make his decisions. She can't control this, but she can apologize. And so she decides she, to apologize by sending in the man in the horse costume saying how sorry she is. But she so, can't apolog- apologize nor- like a normal re- person regularly. Like everything no. has to be so. It's a production. Up. Yeah. Everything Leslie does is a production. And that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. Bruce Hornsby. So yeah. anything else from this episode that we need to uh, highlight um, one of the things I thought was really funny, um, was when Leslie went into the conference room earlier in the episode to try to get rally everyone around Tom to go out and, uh, Ron says no. And Leslie mocks Ron with his, you know, um, imitates him and then, uh, says, no, I'm a man and I don't want to talk about my feelings and all this stuff. And it's just terrible imitation. And then, uh, April goes, that was a really good impression of Ron. So I think, I mean, April's really into impressions is what, that was my takeaway. She was really, she was really impressed by Leslie's right. impression of Ron. Yes. And in Ms. Pawnee, she displayed her own skills exactly. with impressions. So yeah. yeah, which is good. Also, one of the things that is interesting in this episode with April is, um, you know, she's watching Mark and Andy play pool. <laughs> yeah. And like, we know at this point, she's got some kind of interest in Andy, the way she looks at him, the way she interacts with him. And, and finally, like they're playing pool and she's like, well, somebody just punched somebody. Like, this right. is what you're supposed to do. Like, this is dumb. So would somebody just punch somebody? 
So they're, I appreciate they're, that. They're billiards fighting. Everybody was billiards fighting. Oh, my favorite 80s pool bass song. Um, we uh, started watching Community, uh-huh. which is also on Netflix. And uh, we just watched the one where Jeff joined the billiards class. <laughs> oh, yeah. He won't, wear the, is, won't wear the shorts. <laughs> yeah, that one is intense. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Because the coach is, isn't he the, the, he's, he's in a Billy, he's in, um, was it Billy Madison? No, he's in one of Adam Sandler's movies. I think it was the water boy. Yes. I think he was the, uh, the line coach for water boy. There you go. Something like that. He was an assistant coach. He wasn't the head coach. Cause that was Henry Winkler, the Foz. That's right. And so the, the Fonz, I said the Foz. Foz. the Fonz. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Henry Winkler. What a career that guy's had. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, well, this is perfect um, segue right into our community-based podcast. So let's start with episode yeah. one. No, okay. Um, I I would not, not today. I would not. Okay, we'll finish this one. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So Henry Winkler will also be showing up later, though, in this very series. So yeah, stay tuned. It's forward promotion for you know several seasons. Yeah. If the uh, if if our if if our talking about the episodes don't get you just. Wait until we talk about Henry Winkler. If you're a big, let's Henry- talk about s- some of the people who will be in this show. Uh, Henry Winkler, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Rob Andy, Lowe, Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Uh, and the guy who plays the uh, the the head demon in the Good Place. Can't remember oh. his name off the top of my head. Yep, genuine, genuine. Yes, of course. Uh, the Ben Gibbard, Josh ben Groban. Gibbard. Yeah, oh, Josh Grobert, uh, the guy from Wilco. Uh, What's his name? The lead singer, Jeff Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy, Jeff, not Ben Jeff Gibbard. Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. Wow, way off. It's okay. Um, the people from Letters to Cleo. Uh, <laughs> the people, yeah, the band, and the the Bobby Knight Riders. Bobby <laughs> Night, Night Rangers. Night Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So Sister Christian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. This is not I, I I you know I was looking at the rating on IMDb. This episode was a seven point nine, and I I oh, can't I, abide by that rating. It's I would put it way down. This may be my least favorite episode. Why? Whoa! Did I kill you? No, uh, well, I was just <laughs> processing all of that information. Yeah, I I do not like the the stripper stuff. Like I think that is super annoying. That they did that whole like half the episode is in the glitter factory. Yeah. Um. So that was annoying. Um. Also, I don't like when my friends are sad, and uh, you know, Tom's my friend, and I don't like when he's sad. Yeah. So. Well, that now we know how Leslie felt. She's and she's just trying to do anything she can to get him to not be sad. Yeah, and so she should do what I do and ignore it, <laughs> like I do with this episode. I just I skip like, it. Well, I thought you ignore your friend's <laughs> sadness, like. You'll never know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Would you where would you put this? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, here. OK, once again, I always even if I don't like the episode, I try to take out the parts where um, it moves the whole story forward. And I think we get we get a lot of that. And I know that this was a painful way to break up Tom and Wendy. We knew it was coming, um, but it it 
opens that up for other relationships. Um, Mark and Ann um, and Andy, even at the end, uh, where Andy says, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue you anymore. Um, you don't have to worry about it. When he he goes into Mark's office at the very end of the episode and says, Hey, I'm not gonna bug you guys anymore. But then he turns around and he goes, Oh, I thought you were gonna chase after me. So now I now I don't know if he really means it or not, but I think it's the beginning of him actually figuring out that they're not gonna work out. And um and it opens up the relationship with April. And um yeah. So I think we got we got more Donna, we got a little bit more Jerry. So that I guess that's why, yeah, it's episode wise, not all that great, but the the whole crew moves forward. So that's the way I take it. Yeah. All right. Well, you found <laughs> some redemption in this episode, which is more than I could do. It's all so, Parks and Rec. So I mean, even the even bad Parks and Rec is still Parks and Rec. Right. You know, uh, yeah, I like pizza. Like that is exactly right. Pizza, like, even bad pizza. I'm not regretting eating it. Yeah. It's like counter pizza. You leave it out the day after on the counter. Oh, it's man, just you fine. Counter pizza. Yeah. Jer- For those who don't know, Jeremy will leave counter pizza pizza out overnight and eat it the next day. And, and everybody knows, everybody knows that that's just fine. Cold pizza is awesome. So I don't know why. I don't know why. But you do what you do. And I'm going to go and, and ignore my it. cold pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go right. ahead and ignore your sad, lukewarm pizza. Fine. I told my kids, speaking about community, I told my kids about some of the jokes that are coming up. Um, and they looked at me like I was ridiculous. But I said, have you ever been in? Have you ever heard the phrase room temperature? <laughs> <laughs> this is that room. This is that room. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's such a good show. So, all right. Well, that's everything, I think, for this episode. I mean, there's a yeah. couple of uh, mistakes and bloopers and stuff. Trivia, like Ron, the back of Ron's head. I love the 110-year-old man. Um, the horse. Uh, horsey Graham. There was a lot of little fun things. Jurassic Fork. One of the things I do love about parks and, and recreation is their um the writer's intentional punnery um and so this was great jurassic fork all dinosaur themed stuff very funny yeah uh, and i, I hate those kind of restaurants so much <laughs> like when i actually am in one i'm like oh this is not where i want to be it's so but, manufactured like yeah you will, ha- you will have fun here it's like no i don't think so have I you been th- to rainforest cafe i have I, ha- I have children so oh yeah we've had I've to been t- I've been to one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was not an experience I ever want to do again. Yeah, the food's not great. The food's you know? not great. And um, why would I want to eat in the rainforest? Well, because it has so many, so many, you know, uh, insects. Distractions? <laughs> yeah. No, so, I was many say, distractions so many distractions to distract you from how terrible the food is? So many species of animals yet to be discovered, I think. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. And it has a gift shop. It's a restaurant with a gift shop. So that's a, that is an, a key indicator. <laughs> if you're going to a restaurant and they really just want to sell you merch. Yeah. Like somewhere the purpose has diverted from food. So even like Hard Rock Cafe, I remember wanting to go to the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, for so sure. bad. Yeah. And then I finally went to one. And I was like, this is terrible. Right. What, what is the big deal here? And uh, I realized it's the shirts. People just want to get the shirts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, my very first Hard Rock Cafe shirt that I ever bought, though, was from the Bahamas. Um, and what I learned later was the Hard Rock Cafe does not exist in the Bahamas. 
was uh, what? our family. What? <laughs> I was ready to wrap this up, but now let's let's go ahead and uh, dive into this one real quick. What? Our, fa- our family went on vacation mm-hmm. to the Bahamas, and I saw everybody walking around with these Hard Rock Cafe Bahamas shirts, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. We should go there." I was like, 11. And I finally found um, at one of the swap meets a uh, Hard Rock Cafe shirt vendor. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get one. (laughs) And I bought one. (laughs) And uh, and then never once did I ever see the actual Hard Rock Cafe restaurant because it at least was never it wasn't on that island. (laughs) I don't know if it was on any of the islands. Um, it was just a big scam and I totally fell for it. <laughs> so you, you bought a bootleg hard rock cafe Bahama shirt. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so I think this is maybe why I hate gimmick restaurants. <laughs> you got ripped off. <laughs> I went to a planet Hollywood one time for like my friend's bachelor party. Oh and man. It was Arnold, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was not there. No, no celebrities. I thought, I thought he um, hung out. They all hung out there like all the time. I thought, yeah, for sure. Like we're going to see famous people. Nope. We're going to get ripped off. We're going to yeah. pay too much money for these gross burgers and uh, and to just see pictures from movies that we've seen. That's that's Planet Hollywood. And uh, it was terrible. But I did buy a coaster. So, hey, win. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving here empty handed. This might pay off someday in my memorabilia <laughs> trunk. So dumb. Anyway, <laughs> right, we should Chris, stop. We should yeah, stop we, this we nonsense. Should. But but Christmas scandals next. Yeah, which is a good episode. We yeah. meet uh, Dexhart, uh, Councilman Dexhart, and mm-hmm. uh, um, see more impressions right away um, in the cold open. And yeah, this one is a, a very uh, it's a fun episode. Just craziness of Pawnee, like no small town has this level of drama i hope i just can't i just can't believe it but that's why it's find here. a way yeah that's right. so all right. all right cool man well i'll talk to you later sounds good i'll right, talk to you later too bye